0: Let us begin our service by singing hymn number five. A voice from heaven we have heard, the call to rise from earth. Put armor on, the sword now gird, and for the fight go forth. The foe in ambush claims our prize, then heed high heaven's call. Obey the voice of truth, arise, and let not fear enthrall, hymn number five. The scriptural selection this morning will be given by Nancy from New Jersey.
1: Psalm For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me in the truth and teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore will he teach sinners in the way. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. Ephesians. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, speak every man truth with his neighbor. Psalm, for the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations.
0: Let us now have a moment of silent prayer, and then follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Mother, Mother, God, all-harmonious.
2: Hallowed be
0: thy name, Adorable One. Thy Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever-present.
3: Thy will be done in earth as it is
0: Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme.
3: Give Give us this day our daily bread.
0: Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections.
3: And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors.
0: And love is reflected in love.
3: And lead us not into temptation, But, but deliver us from evil.
0: And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death.
3: For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory,
0: forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 343. Thou art the way, to thee alone from sin and death we flee. And he who would the Father seek, must seek him Lord by thee. Hymn number 343. to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our Sunday morning service for July 23, 2023. We begin each Sunday morning at 10 o'clock with our roundtable discussion, which is a valuable and practical training session in Christian science. If you missed this morning's discussion, you can find a link to the recording of it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. And speaking of our website, we have an outstanding one, plainfieldcs.com, as I said. It has an amazing amount of the very finest Christian science literature that you can read, study, and listen to. There are writings by Mary Baker Eddy and writings by students who lived in her home and saw her live this science on a daily basis. These are a wonderful source to get the pure teaching that Mrs. Eddy gave. And we also have 17 additional websites in a variety of languages so that people can hear and read the healing truths of pure Christian science in their own language. So feel free to look through our websites. They are all completely free and you don't have to join anything either. We have a Sunday school for children that meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. That class has its own teleconference number. So any child anywhere in the world can participate. In fact, many of the students do attend by phone. So, if you have a child of Sunday school age and don't live in the area, call the church and we will give you that number. We will be more than happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We also have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15 where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives transformed through the study and practice of Christian science. And we have a nursery available at every one of our services for infants and toddlers, so be sure to bring the whole family. Everyone is welcome here, including all of you who are listening and participating from all over the world. We will now have the reading of a Testimony from Science and Health, which attests to the healing power obtained from studying the Christian Science textbook. That reading will be given this morning by Laura from New Jersey.
4: A Testimony from Scotland. I came to Christian Science purely for physical healing. I was very ill and unhappy very cynical and disbelieving in regard to what I heard of God and religion. I tried to live my life in my own way and put religion aside. I was a great believer in fate and in willpower and thought to put them in the place of God, with the consequence that I was led to do many rash and foolish things. I am now thankful to say that my outlook on life is entirely changed. I have proved God's wisdom and goodness so often that I am willing and thankful to know my future is in His hands, and that all things must work out for the best. I have found a God whom I can love and worship with my whole heart, and I now read my Bible with interest and understanding. I was healed of very bad rheumatism simply by reading science and health. I had tried many medicines, also massage, with no results and the doctors told me that I would always suffer from this disease as it was inherited and also because I had rheumatic fever when I was a child. I suffered day and night, and nothing relieved me until science proved to me the falseness of this belief by removing it. I gave up all the medicines I was taking and have never touched any since, and that is more than two years ago. Before this, I had often tried to do without a medicine that I had taken every day for ten years, I was always ill and had to return to it, until I found out that the one mind is the only medicine, and then I was freed from the suffering. I had also suffered constantly from bilious attacks, colds, and a weak chest. I'd been warned not to be out in wet weather, etc. But now, I'm glad to say I'm quite free from all those material laws and go out in all sorts of weather. RDF, Edinburgh, Scotland.
0: The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page eight of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject Truth. The golden text is from Jeremiah The Lord is the true God, He is the living God. The responsive reading is from John. A man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven.
3: He that cometh from above is above all. He that is of the earth is earthly and speaketh of the earth. He that cometh from from heaven is above all.
0: And what he hath seen and heard, that he testifieth, and no man receiveth his testimony.
4: He that
3: hath received his testimony hath set to his seal
0: that God is true. For he whom God hath sent speaketh the words of God. For God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. The The Father Father loveth the Son, and hath given all things into his hand. He that believeth on the Son Hath everlasting life. I will now read from the Bible. Matthew. The same day went Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside, and great multitudes were gathered together unto him, and he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till the whole was leavened. The Pharisees also with the Sadducees came, and, tempting him, desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said unto them, O ye hypocrites, Ye can discern the face of the sky, but can ye not discern the signs of the times? And he left them and departed. And when his disciples were come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said unto them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees, And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread. Which, when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O ye of little faith, why reason ye among yourselves, because ye have brought no bread? How is it that ye do not understand that I spake it not to you concerning bread, that ye should beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Then understood they how that he bade them not beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Then went the Pharisees and took counsel how they might entangle him in his talk. And they sent out unto him their disciples with the Herodians, saying, Master, we know that thou art true, and teachest the way of God in truth. Neither carest thou for any man, for thou regardest not the person of men. Tell us, therefore, what thinkest thou? Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. But woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For ye shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. For ye neither go in yourselves, neither suffer ye them that are entering to go in. 1 Corinthians. Your glorying is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump? Purge out, therefore, the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Acts. The Jews, which came down from Jerusalem, stood round about and laid many and grievous complaints against Paul, which they could not prove. And when they had been there many days, Festus declared Paul's cause unto the king. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Thou art permitted to speak for thyself. Then Paul stretched forth the hand and answered for himself. My manner of life from my youth, which was at the first among mine own nation at Jerusalem, know all the Jews which knew me from the beginning. If they would testify that after the most straightest sect of our religion, I lived a Pharisee. I verily thought with myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth, which thing I also did in Jerusalem. And many of the saints did I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priests. And when they were put to death, I gave my voice against them. Whereupon, as I went to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priests, at midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision, but showed first unto them of Damascus and at Jerusalem, and throughout all the coasts of Judea, and then to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God and do works meet for repentance. For these causes, the Jews caught me in the temple and went about to kill me. And as he thus spake for himself, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, Thou art beside thyself, much learning doth make thee mad. But he said, I am not mad, most noble Festus, but speak forth the words of truth and soberness. Second Corinthians. For we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. Ephesians. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. Elizabeth from Georgia will now read.
2: I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. One's aim, a point beyond faith, should be to find the footsteps of truth, the way to health and holiness. Man is more than a material form with a mind inside, which must escape from its environments in order to be immortal. Man reflects infinity And this reflection is the true idea of God. God expresses in man the infinite idea, forever developing itself, broadening and rising higher and higher from a boundless basis. Mind manifests all that exists in the infinitude of truth. We know no more of man as the true divine image and likeness, then we know of God. The human capacities are enlarged and perfected in proportion as humanity gains the true conception of man and God. Clergymen occupying the watchtowers of the world should uplift the standard of truth. They should so raise their hearers spiritually that their listeners will love to grapple with a new, right idea and broaden their concepts. Love of Christianity, rather than love of popularity, should stimulate clerical labor and progress. Truth should emanate from the pulpit, but never be strangled there. A special privilege is vested in the ministry. How shall it be used? Sacredly, in the interests of humanity, not of sect. Take away wealth, fame, and social organizations, which weigh not one jot in the balance of God, and we get clearer views of principle. Break up cliques, level wealth with honesty, let worth be judged according to wisdom and we get better views of humanity. The wicked man is not the ruler of his upright neighbor. Let it be understood that success in error is defeat in truth. Jesus bade his disciples beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees, which he defined as human doctrines. His parable of the leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till the whole was leavened, impels the inference that the spiritual leaven signifies the science of Christ and its spiritual interpretation, an inference far above the merely ecclesiastical and formal applications of the Illustration. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. We must prove our faith by demonstration. Christian science rises above the evidence of the corporeal senses. But if you have not risen above sin yourself, do not congratulate yourself upon your blindness to evil or upon the good you know and do not. A dishonest position is far from Christianly scientific. To talk the right and live the wrong is foolish deceit, doing oneself the most harm. Fettered by sin yourself, it is difficult to free another from the fetters of disease. With your own wrists manacled, it is hard to break another's chains. A little leaven causes the whole mass to ferment. A grain of Christian science does wonders for mortals. So omnipotent is truth. But more of Christian science must be gained in order to continue in well-doing. To fall away from truth in times of persecution shows that we never understood truth. The only excuse for entertaining human opinions and rejecting the science of being is our mortal ignorance of spirit, ignorance which yields only to the understanding of divine science, the understanding by which we enter into the kingdom of truth on earth and learn that spirit is infinite and supreme. The eternal truth destroys what mortals seem to have learned from error, and man's real existence as a child of God comes to light. Truth demonstrated is eternal life. Mortal man can never rise from the temporal debris of error, belief in sin, sickness, and death until he learns that God is the only life. A wicked mortal is not the idea of God. He is little else than the expression of error. To suppose that sin, lust, hatred, envy, hypocrisy, revenge, have life abiding in them, is a terrible mistake. Life and life's idea, truth and truth's idea, never make men sick, sinful, or mortal. The fact that the Christ or truth overcame and still overcomes death proves the king of terrors to be but a mortal belief or error which truth destroys with the spiritual evidences of life. And this shows that what appears to the senses to be death is but a mortal illusion. For to the real man and the real universe, there is no death process. Material beliefs and spiritual understanding never mingle. The latter destroys the former. Discord is the nothingness named error. Harmony is the somethingness named truth. Truth has no home in error, and error has no foothold in truth. Truth is the intelligence of immortal mind. Error is the so-called intelligence of mortal mind. Truth is the light which dispels error. As mortals begin to understand spirit, they give up the belief that there is any true existence apart from God. Remember that mankind must, sooner or later, either by suffering or by science, be convinced of the error that is to be overcome. In trying to undo the errors of sense, One must pay fully and fairly the utmost farthing until all error is finally brought into subjection to truth. The divine method of paying sin's wages involves unwinding one's snarls and learning from experience how to divide between sense and soul. Ages pass. But this leaven of truth is ever at work. It must destroy the entire mass of error and so be eternally glorified in man's spiritual freedom. We will now have a moment of
0: silent prayer for our world. Let us sing hymn number 304. The words of this hymn were written by Mary Baker Eddy. Shepherd, show me how to go o'er the hillside steep, how to gather, how to sow, how to feed thy sheep. I will listen for thy voice, lest my footsteps stray. I will follow and rejoice all the rugged way hymn number 304. Let us now sing hymn number 93. Happy the man whose heart can rest, assured God's goodness ne'er will cease. Each day complete with joy is blessed. God keepeth him in perfect peace. Hymn number 93.
6: from the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passages from 1 John third chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and it's infinite manifestation for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. First John. Behold, what manner of love And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Matthew. As ye go, as ye go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Amen.